Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a former statistics professor and his friends bring sports betting tips. This is College Basketball Saturday, December 16th. Cousin Jared, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. I, I was on twice this week, and I just felt gypped uh, with the slate that I had to work with. And so I demanded that I get to come on and pick some games that people will actually want to watch. And so here, here we are. That is 0% true, but it's a nice mm. story for, yes. for the viewer. Jake is a little yeah. under the weather. And, and the other thing is we're having some weird timing issues. Uh, you may have noticed we took uh, a Thursday night for Friday's games off again here. Uh, you know, the timing of everything with Mrs. Professor, you know, on bed rest in the hospital. So no, no changes there. Everything's still kind of just home. We're just kind of waiting for something to happen. But it is kind of creating some complications <laughs> with timing of everything. Uh, so we're, we're recording really early on Friday here. So you might be getting this sooner than you're used to. In yeah. fact, we can't even talk one bit about any of the games that have happened on Friday that we had picks for over on Dub Club because the only one that has started is uh, not even halfway through the first half yet. Nothing else has even hit. Mm. So <laughs> we uh, we can give you a recap for Thursday, which was we yeah. split our plays of the day, side of the day, total of the day, split those still with a nice 16% ROI there. Went two and one on the free show picks and the A grades went three and one. So still doing okay overall here. Uh, yeah, I've been thinking about maybe just doing a recap once a week, you know, maybe like on Sunday, Sunday night or something too. I don't, I don't know. It, it feels every time on the recap, it's like a couple games here, a couple games there. It seems kind of weird, but yeah. either way, we'll always have the season metrics in, even if we skip it. Who knows how Friday went? Of course, hopefully it went well. But otherwise, uh, it, again, if you want to join us over on Dub Club, there's your QR code, $5 off your first month and lock in current year pricing as prices go up in January. Like they do everywhere, I guess, because that's inflation. Uh, my, my groceries cost more now too. So uh, hopefully, we're making you money. Hopefully, you check it out and uh, and and help again help me pay my bills while I, while I my my work is is doing all this stuff uh, here and hopefully providing good content. Again, we have a great retention rate over there because we provide a lot of information, a lot of value, and hopefully, you're finding value in that. Uh, all that information, because in Jared, we got a ton of college football bull picks on that show. We've yeah. already done. Yeah. We did the NFL show already. There's more NFL picks over on Dub Club. And there are, I believe, are 58 grade picks for Saturday right now. And there's probably a few more coming tomorrow. So there's a lot for everybody. If you want money line favorites or dogs, if you want point spread favorites or dogs, if you want overs or unders, if you want team totals, whatever you want for Saturday, we have got you covered over yeah. on Dub Club. Uh, and again, five months off your five dollars off your first month if, if you use the sign up link in the show description. Because Joe, did I leave anything out? Well, I, I was just going to say we're getting to that time of year where making sure that you get all your college basketball plays in is feeling like a job. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, Saturdays, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, uh, yeah, we're, we're just uh, be prepared, everyone. We're, we're reaching that time of the year. I, I haven't even done all of mine yet. I, I took some time here while we were prepping for the show, and I got about like a third of them in. But yeah, it's starting, especially shopping around. And, and obviously, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're not paying me anything, but an app like BetStamp, or, or there are mm -hmm. other things out there you can use that kind of yeah. aggregate so you can kind of see who has the best price. Is, is keep, Yeah, it's a lot of just yeah. going from window to window and screen and document everything. It's just kind of yeah. – yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot here, uh, and it's only going to pick up. But, but yeah. you know, usually it's a lot of fun. Yes, uh, with all these picks yes. and a good time over on the Discord chat as well, which again, you can get through Dub Club and ad free shows along with the extended cut. So, a lot of benefits. But otherwise, we'll get to it here. Cousin Jared, noon Eastern, LSU and Texas. This game's being played in Houston and another big game right after this that we're not covering on the show, but we do have an A grade play on for our people over on Dub Club uh, in uh, Texas AM and Houston. We'll also be mm -hmm. played. Uh, 
after this one, both of these are being played where the, where the Rockets play. Mm-hmm. Um, neutral site game. In general, I do expect Texas to have a few more fans. Or not that the LSU fans don't travel to Houston, but Texas just has, I think, more alum in Houston, so it'll probably be a little bit more Texas-heavy, but it'll be pretty close to neutral with regards to you know fan base. Obviously, Texas the better team. They are favored. They should be favored. What we're going to talk about instead, though, is the total on Cousin Jarrett. It is possible we can pick under. So we're going to go under 143.5 with a B grade. Model says 141. Neither one of these teams wants to push the pace. Mm-hmm. Texas is better on defense, and their offense can kind of disappear at times. LSU much better on defense. Mm-hmm. We have talked a lot about the better college basketball is going to lead to more points because of the change in the rules and because of the extra year, extra eligibility, et cetera. And that's still true relative to previous seasons, but there is a time in some of these games where the sports books have caught up slash maybe over-adjusted a little bit. I don't think this gets to be an average game. When you look at the strength of these teams being defense and no pace, obviously anything can happen in one game, light fouls, et cetera. That's what we always talk about. Mm-hmm. We're responsible with our units. And again, as we mentioned, our confidence comes in the totality of things, the process, the model, larger sample size. It's not one game. Nobody knows how one game will go. Perfect example, Thursday night football, not a single person in the world yeah. <laughs> 42 yeah. to nothing or whatever it was at the ha- half, right? We yeah. happen in one game. The confidence comes in the totality picks, and on average, this sets up to be a slightly lower scoring game than average. That makes under 143 and a half worth an investment. B grade pick, cousin Jared, tell us more. Yeah. So here, here's my thing. LSU has played some up-tempo teams this season and their defense has been good enough to keep those teams from, from going under and, and their offense definitely like relative to the competition that they're going to play in the SEC and the competition here against mm-hmm. Texas, mm-hmm. their offense is not that great. So, mm-hmm. uh, you talked about the Texas D, uh, offense going uh, MIA every once in a while. I'm sure there, there's some wide, somebody that you have uh, cohabited with throughout your life uh, that that might drive a little yeah. bit crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yes, they tend to do that. <laughs> LSU, uh, same thing to an even worse extent. Yeah. Their offense can really go through some some worse, time, uh, you know, worse times. But, man, look at those defenses. Texas, number 17, I don't think their defense gets enough credit for what they do night in and night out. And then LSU uh, you know, definitely relies on, on that defense with some of the issues that I just talked about with, with their offense. So add in to the fact that this is a, a neutral site game and you're not going to really get that full uh, advantage for either team one way or the other. Uh, I think that helps us out here as, as well. You know, we talked about some of the um, – early season game, non-conference games where it's just, you know, some of those invitational tournaments, like nobody cares. We're just going up and down the court. We're, we're having fun. Basketball's back. Uh, this is not one of those games. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is like, Hey, we're getting close to conference play. We've got to buckle down. Just, this is, yeah, this is one that, of those yeah. big, big opponents. We really want to want to, you know, we want to win. We want to get rolling going into conference play. So I, I think that holds the scoring down a little bit as well. And it's, of course, not to say that some teams aren't trying out things. I remember this is about the time last year Baylor was still going through an identity crisis where one game it was like, let's slow it down and play defense. And the next game was let's go up to play. They didn't know what they wanted to do about this time of the season until they kind of finally around now figured it out yeah. and then had an identity going forward. So there are still teams trying to figure it out, of course. But, you know, as we get closer to conference play, some of these teams have already started 
conference play or it's just around the corner, this is when you start kind of, okay, we're kind of starting to get our rotation. We're kind of starting to figure out how we want to play, how fast we want to play, that sort of thing. And so, yeah, it's not quite as uh, carefree. Let's have some fun and figure some things out. You know, you, at this right. point, you better have figured it out. Uh, and yeah. you're just putting the, fin- the, the final touches on it. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit. If you have anything to say, you gave this out for us as one of our totals of the day uh, back on Wednesday as an under with LSU playing. And so I don't know if you have anything to add there, but I mean, you, you correctly identified that with Alabama State LSU mm-hmm. with that one being too high. And the same thing kind of here where you're like, hey, this LSU team should go to that one. The model projected 80 to 58 and the final score was 74 to 56. So LSU even fell short of the model projection and Alabama state was, was two points short. Uh, and obviously again, we're talking about projecting average games versus who knows with one game, but that game didn't even get close to hitting the number. Yep. And so this seems like you've kind of identified this with LSU as a like under type team, I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so definitely uh, because the overs have been so good this year yeah. and yeah. a name like LSU, you think, okay. And you, and you see their pace average offense above average. You think, okay, well, this is going to be a team that's going to benefit from those new rules, but that has, has not been the case. So um one thing I can say is that when I lose a few times on a team, uh, it doesn't take me long to catch on. And I <laughs> lost a couple of LSU overs early mm. in the season. And that kind of became the point where I was like, okay, well, if sideline says play the under, that must mm. that's a pretty strong signal to me because uh, the overs with them aren't good. Like, for example, if we ever uh, get to the point where sideline says play under in a Liberty game, I am going to just put all of the units on a Liberty basketball <laughs> that says under uh, because Liberty overs have not been good. Anyway, so uh, LSU, anytime you see sidelines say under, it's a pretty good indicator. All right. Uh, moving on to 3 p.m. Eastern, Clemson and Memphis. Uh, battle battle of paces here. Clemson, you know, wants to slow things down. Memphis wants to speed things up. Of course, of note, Memphis wants to speed things up way more than Clemson wants to slow them down. We had last week, we had Clemson and the over against TCU, uh, and that did not work. Memphis, a little bit, maybe faster than TCU. We're going to try it again here with an over, over 150 in this one. The Clemson over last year specifically didn't work, but we had a Memphis over either the same day or right around then that did work. So Memphis is, to me, more of the driving force here. But the bottom line is that both these teams are pretty good are pretty evenly matched. Uh, Clemson's offense is better than Memphis's offense. But, you know, with Memphis pace, you know, should drive this. We talk about the home team has a better chance of driving the pace. Mm-hmm. The fast team has a better chance of driving the pace. We think over 150 makes a lot of sense. This game's more likely to be in the 150s than the 140s. Because, Jared, of all the B-grade picks here, you're able to identify a few of them in some of the bigger games. Why did this one jump out to you? Memphis seems to me to be one of the uh, – and we talked about this all season about the faster-paced teams kind of being able to to bring up the slower-paced team. Memphis seems to be one of the teams that's especially good at that. that, that it, you know, every Memphis game seems to play out in a very similar manner in regards to pace. And I think that, you know, you're really accenting in that instance what Clemson's good at offensively because the more possessions that Clemson has, uh, you know, the more you're going to be able to see from that number 35 – uh, ranked offense that that they have. And to your point, I like the point that you made there. Uh, you know, we talked about the Texas LSU game being a, a neutral site thing. Uh, 
playing the game at Memphis, I think, clearly gives them the edge as far as setting the tone and, and the pace of the game. Once the crowd gets into it, they'll be one to go up and down. I have a feeling Clemson will be uh, the same way once they kind of get into it. So uh, don't let that uh, really low pace rating for Clemson uh, give you any pause here. I, I think that is going to be uh, well, uh, you know, taken care of by Memphis. I think they're going to make sure this game goes fast and that's going to accent the uh, uh, Clemson offense. Yeah, that Clemson total we were talking about one week ago, that was the last time that they've played. Uh, and in that game, the total missed by, uh, you know, a handful of points, about 10 points or so. Um, but of note, I think, you know, Clemson still has gone over more times than under this season. Memphis, the same thing. I think it's interesting, too. Memphis has played all of two home games this year. Uh, and of course, both of those were against non-comparable opponents, Alabama State and Jackson State. Obviously, they're a, a class ahead of them. They put up 90 against both those. But but the thing I, I want to talk about isn't that they scored 90. Because like when you when you're a a top top type program, top you know, tier, top whatever, top 50, top hundred, whatever, like Memphis is, you should put up 90 at home against Alabama State and Jackson State. But I want to talk about they allowed 77 to one of them and 75 to the other. And so mm. obviously, again, that was a little bit earlier in the year. You know, you, you can make whatever excuses you want, but the only two home games they've played, they have really dominated the pace. Clemson yeah. may not be quite so susceptible on on being sucked into the pace, but Clemson's offense is so efficient. If Memphis is playing fast, not getting back on defense, allowing quicker looks or whatever, like you said, Clemson's going to say, hey, let, great, let's take advantage of it. Yep. They yep. can obviously hit a lot of threes in a hurry. And so uh, Memphis here, we think at home, able to drive it to their type of game doesn't mean they'll win or not because clemson uh, yep. again more overs than unders is very happy to play in a, in a shootout type game um their offense is better than their defense so that wouldn't mm -hmm. uh bother them one bit nope. and then to the game that everybody is talking about arizona and purdue i, I mean and see i'm so used to covering these crappy games that i i wanted to sense the sarcasm in your voice there and thought we were about to talk about St. Thomas, but no, it really no, is a game that everybody's really talking is. about. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, this game is in Indianapolis. So I'm giving Purdue half home court edge. They've played a few games at whatever they're calling, wherever the Pacers play now. Uh, I can't <laughs> keep it straight. And uh, it'll be more Purdue fans, of course, but it, you know, it's still going to be um, a fantastic game. Sideline as Purdue as the slightly better team, but not by a ton. And you can just see on the screen there. I mean, these are two absolutely legitimate national title contenders. I don't really think there's much else to say about that. Purdue's pretty average on pace. And we've talked about it before with them for the most part. They don't really want to play fast. They can. Other teams are trying to speed them up to try to take Edie out of the game because otherwise it's really hard to beat them. You have to do what Northwestern did, which is, you know, make twice as many threes as your opponent while shooting the mm -hmm. same number of them. That sort of thing happens. Like, sure, you can pull it out. But otherwise, if you play a half half court game, you're not beating Purdue without that sort of type thing. Arizona does not want to do it. They want to run as fast as possible. Yeah. You can see their pace, according to sideline number four in the country. Cousin Jared, I mentioned it last week. I said, hey, Arizona feels like they could put up 100 against anybody, even a good defense like Wisconsin. They did. They only put up 98. <laughs> I don't think they're going to get to 100 here against Purdue, but that feels like they can put up 100 against anybody with yeah. this team. And Purdue's offense is actually better, according to Silent, at least with regards to the efficiency, not points per game, because, of course, Arizona plays at such a fast pace. But this should be a great game. I think the bottom line to me is this just boils down to everything we've talked about all season long, which is when the offenses get really good, the defenses cannot keep up. It's almost like the NBA, whether it has to do with age, experience, rules, 
styles, practices, trying to get to the NBA, whatever it is, it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. But the best offenses are better than the best defenses. And these are some of the best offenses, the best defenses. And that's going to drive the points up. The possessions are obviously going to be there because Arizona's playing. And mm-hmm. so sideline says 163.3, that makes over 158 and a half an A grade pick. Because in Jared, as long as this number's in the 150s that you can bet it, I love it. Uh, mm. Once you get to the low 160s, I'd still be playing it over because I really think there's a good chance this game gets into the 170s. I, I kind of think the winner of this game might end up around 90, but yeah. you are losing a little bit of value in the 160s. Uh, but in the 150s, to me, is ridiculously low. This is one that I have to imagine gets fed up. So this is a cyber run, don't cyber walk to lock mm. this over in. What mm. are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, obviously, I, a fan, fantastic game. Uh, I like. I, I don't have much to say. I don't know if I have seen so many single digits on a page, uh, you know, since we've started doing college basketball this season. Uh, I mean, Arizona, I mean, Purdue and Arizona, both the defense is so good. Um, but, you know, when you have offenses like that, uh, what are you going to do? You know, the, the, the rules are such now, uh, especially with some of the rule changes that, you know, it's, it's all about offense, just like NBA, just like NFL, just like everything else. Uh, I am I am very intrigued uh, by this game. And you mentioned Arizona speeding it up uh, potentially to the to the not exactly what Purdue wants to do, not exactly how they want to play the game. But Arizona also has the four seven footers uh, on their team. So if there is any team that can throw some stuff at Purdue. Uh, and specifically Edie, that a lot of other teams can't. It, it's Arizona. So uh, not only do I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game, getting up and down the court, uh, an appointment television, I also think that Arizona is going to present some challenges to Purdue uh, that, that maybe a lot of other teams can't. So just, I think, a great game all around. Uh, definitely, this is like, there's not very many college basketball games, especially before we get into the new year, where I'm just like, I need to be in front of the television watching. Uh, but this is one of those that I will be doing my absolute best to be watching this live. And your attention, of course, is going to be pulled away. You got an NFL game at all three time slots and then all the college football bowl games. And then this one's like, yeah. you can't, you kind of want to see what's going on here because yeah. it's not just the quality of the teams. It's not just the fact that we expect this to be a competitive game, but there's points, which is just the cherry on top, as opposed to a game, you know, old school, you know, the Virginia type, whatever, where it's like, it might yeah. be the best teams, but if the total's expected to be around 120, you're kind of like, eh, I might like lose attention to this. This should yeah. just be up and down, hard to catch your breath, uh, specifically because of talked about Purdue's just ability to play faster this year and roll with it and it and it, and mm-hmm. not be slowed down by it as opposed to you know times before where the, you know they're going to do their best to slow it down Arizona is going to just pedal to the metal and yep. try to get this into a shootout and they've been pretty successful in doing that all season long and it's not like Purdue's going to have a hard time scoring as good as Arizona's defense is so we're expecting a lot of points over 158 and a half a great pick which takes us to our recap screen and a reminder if you want to join us on dub club you can see the picks for those three games there listed those late games along with again i believe it's 49 more a great picks as of mm. now i'm sure there will be more in the morning mm-hmm. you can play them all you know you can play some of them you can play only the overs or only the unders or only the favorites or only the dogs or something for everybody and a ton of great information over on dub club not only the extended cut the ad free version of the show and all sorts of other goodies information metrics uh, along with the discord chat which is a lot of fun so a lot of reasons to be over there on dub club sign up today if you have it and lock in 2023 pricing 
and get $5 off your first month if you use the link in the show description. Cousin Jared, parting words before we have 60 seconds of music and come back and talk about three more games. You know, you need to be on Dub Club so you can get the extended cut and see what random small school game I've decided to talk about today. And it's funny, of course, you know, you mentioned that at the start of the the show, that's usually when you're on here with a short slate, it is insanely random small schools. Mm. Uh, But, uh, you know, all the options possible on Saturday. So your hand wasn't quite forced like it usually is. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, here comes the music again. Sign up on Dub Club if you aren't yet. Check it out. Give it a try. See if you like it. Hopefully we see you in 60 seconds. 